Welcome back. You are listening to episode 21 of Double Hot Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer novice, and I like the taste of beer. And thank you so much for joining our 21st episode. Woohoo! In the last episode of 2019. Of this whole decade, James. Just think we'll be like a year older next time we broadcast this and next time you're listening to this. We will be a year older? We'll be a year older. Are our birthdays coming up? <laughs> I don't know if you know how birthdays work. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like you got, you're going to have 2020 vision so you can see the new year's coming. Okay. You stole my joke. It's fine. I did. You totally used that earlier today and I was like, uh-huh. And then I just totally stole it. I know. That's rude. Anyways. Oh, well. It's a new year, so new year, new jokes. True. So last week we talked about some holiday gift ideas you can give to yourself or friends and family. And this week we are going to get an update on James's holiday brews. And also I have found some fun cookie, Christmas cookie and beer pairings to share with all y'all. So Is Santa coming? Is Santa coming? Santa is almost here. It's very exciting, James. Santa and cookies. Santa cookies, beer. Come on. Yep. Forget the milk. We're it's going exciting. beer. So, James, what have you been up to recently with your holiday brews? Well, so I've had two different brews, actually. Uh, two? Two. Two. And I must have done it because I knew Santa was coming. But, you know, just like some of those gifts that don't come on Christmas morning... They could come later on, so keep the It's like a slow burn. It's a slow burn, but it's worth the wait. It'll be worth the wait. And so my first brew, I did a holiday ale, and this one I went kind of back. I call it back to basics, but it's really not back to basics. It's just what I associate with when I first started brewing and I remember my dad got me my first home brewing kit and it's actually the same brew kettle that I used um, back when I lived with my parents and this was the first beer I brewed which didn't come out good at all mind you from an earlier episode where I talked about what went wrong during that session um, but to me this was kind of brought back like just that good feeling of like you don't need a lot of technology. You don't need all the greatest, you know, equipment. But if you, it's just learning the process. But for me, this was going back and knowing what I did wrong the last time and what went wrong in the process and just going back to basics for me. So this one's going to be good. I did a, this was my experimental batch. So I only did. It was about a one and a half gallon batch, which is mm -hmm. extremely small of a batch. Um, and I recently got the SS Brewtech mini bucket. So I had this seven gallon brew bucket, which you had gotten me how many years ago? Probably what, two years ago? Um, maybe, maybe two or three. And that, that's really great for, like, your typical five-gallon, even, like, a six-gallon batch of beer. Uh, but this one is a three-and-a-half-gallon max capacity, so you would never want to, obviously, 
um, do a three and a half gallon in a three and a half gallon container because you need that space for fermentation to happen because it's going to rise up with the yeast. Start so a revolution. It's going to rise <laughs> the up. The yeast is rising the, up. The yeast is rising and yeast is so important. It's like one of the main. Got to keep them happy, yeah. keep their rents low, give them some benefits. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got to give yeast benefits. Yeah. You got to give them the Otherwise nutrients they need up. to grow like and make your beer great. And yeah. So that was a, a, a beer I brewed a couple weeks ago and it's, it's still doing well, but I didn't have any of my temp controlled anything. So like if you don't have temp control, some ideas, what you can do with your fermentation bucket is move it to the room that has the temperature of the 65 to 72 degree range. If you're brewing an ale or something standard, like move it to the location that best suits its needs in your house or your condo or your apartment. Um, and there's other some tricks that you can use by like wrapping it in towels or this. There's a lot of crazy things you can do that Swaddling will work. Like a baby. It is crazy things you can do, but it will work. This week I brewed, and if you're following us our, on our story on our Instagram, I've been posting the live um, stories of my brewing sessions mm-hmm. with a little bit of information, but not overwhelming. If you want to learn more, just mes- direct message us, and I'd be more than happy to fill you in on more detailed ingredients or um, what happened during the process but this beer was it going to be a spiced ale so this is almost going to be like a mulled wine and so both of these beers were kind of exciting for me to do because you know you all know me i'm more of an ipa guy but recently Mm -hmm. i've been into porters stouts belgian beers um you name it i've been into it so these are more of the malty beers that are going to really be what you want during the winter time. And I'm really looking forward to this um, spice beer that I just did because it's going to take four to five weeks. So that means it's going to be a New Year's resolution for me. To drink more beer? To drink more beer. What is the New Year's resolution? It's going to be the New Year's resolution spiced ale. So for those people... Oh, you're saying it's going to be called that. I'm I'm just working through what I'm going to okay. call it. Thought, that was great your ideas, New Year's resolution. Everyone wants to go to the gym. Everyone wants to like get a membership to this or that. I just want to try something new and get it. Try a new okay. beer. I guess that's valid. I thought you were saying your New Year's resolution was the beer you just brewed, and I was like, I don't think you know how resolutions oh, work. It's going to be delicious, though. I was smelling the spiced the spices that I put into it, and I'm usually not a spice person. But these spices, when I was muddling it, just, like, smelled so good. Like, it smelled like Christmas, but it also smelled like something new. Uh, but this one should turn out pretty good. Okay, I can't wait because I loved, I love spicy spices. Well, you walked into beer. the house today, and what did you, what, you say the house smelled like mm, today? Grape nuts. Grape nuts. And I was like, oh, I wish I had some grape nuts right now. I could really go for a bowl of grape nuts. And like one of my biggest concerns <laughs> during, like 80 years old. during the brew session wasn't like how am I doing in terms of like my recipe and like my efficiency and stuff. No, it was do I have enough windows open to distribute you have the, windows the smell? Open? 
but like enough where it doesn't lose the heat. It I had like the heat down. Twelve like, degrees out, and you had the windows open. I didn't have many windows open. Was the heat on? No, I turned it. I turned it way down. It's probably why it took me like an hour oh and gosh. a half to get to my boil when usually it takes me just under an hour. Yeah, probably using a regular one twenty volt because my electric brewing system. So, well, I'm excited to taste it in the new year. The and, first beer of 2020. And I also learned that uh, the Grandfather app has been updated and they are going to a new app. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind if you have a Grandfather because when I started to input my recipe and everything, it just wasn't working out very well in the app. And I had to migrate everything to their new app, which seems like it's a step in the right direction. But then again, like I didn't actually get to use the new app because... I realized that too late, and so I just went old school and just kept time myself. Yeah, you probably just have to go when you have time and look at it and see what you need to do to get it to work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think their goal was to just go into, like, more of a community-based recipe thing, so you could look at recipes that are already there and pick a recipe, which is great. Like, that, I commend them on doing that. It's just I wish I knew about it a little sooner. Good to know. Thanks for the tip. But what I am enjoying is that Christmas advent. Yeah, how's that, you that got going, me. James? Uh, and so I picked out a couple uh, of my favorites that, so not my typical IPAs. I wanted to find new favorites, and all the IPAs, even in that advent, were amazing. But here's my top four from. The beer. So we have what? Okay. 24 days left. 24 days left? Four days. We have four days left of the 24 (laughs) days of Christmas. Yes. We have 24 days left. I don't know where you've been at in the calendar, but it's not 24 days till Christmas. No. All right. So my first first pick is uh, Burlington Beer Company's uh, Petal Prophecy Honey India Pale Ale. And they're uh, up in Vermont. And I've had honey IPAs before, and they either are way too sweet or they're a little bit lacking in the honey department for, to call it a honey <laughs> beer. Yeah. And our neighbor, had like, makes his own honey, so, like, we know great honey. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those beers that it was sweet, yet it was hoppy, and it was crisp. And those three things, like, it wasn't overly sweet. It wasn't overly hoppy. This was, like, the pinnacle of honey IPAs that I've ever had. So I commend them on that. That that's Okay, and that was the Burlington Beer Company Petal Prophecy Honey India Pale Ale. Exactly. Okay, what's next? Next up, Lamplighter Brewing, Cambridge, Mass. Uh, their beer called The Looking Glass. Ooh. It- and this one's an English-style extra special bitter, which I typically don't drink. So this one was a surprise for me, but it was a pleasant surprise because it was malty, but it had flavors of toasted hazelnut, but it balanced extremely well with the hops they used. And I'm not even a hazelnut guy. Yeah, I'm this, surprised. But this wasn't, like, overwhelmingly hazelnut. Like, if I when I smelt the aroma of this beer... I did not get hazelnut initially until I had it, which is good because the smell of hazelnut, I, I just initially would never drink it. One time I spilt a whole hazelnut coffee on a train all over my pants 
and James had to smell it for an hour and the rest of the day. <laughs> but that wasn't even why I didn't like hazelnut. My aunt used to take us on ski trips every year, and she had this little Volkswagen at the time, and I was probably five, six. Like, one of the first times I learned how to ski, but it was like a three-hour car drive, and she spilt a hazelnut coffee in that car, and three hours later, I had such a headache at that age that I was like, I will never, ever like hazelnut ever again. Well, congratulations to Lamplighter for getting James to drink something hazelnut flavored. Yes, well done. Next up, Four Quarters Brewing. Probably one of my newest favorites of breweries for their beers. This one, Moondog Double Black IPA. Now, if you're a black IPA fan, definitely try and pick up some of their stuff, uh, especially the Moondog. Citra and Amarillo hops, uh, my favorite. If I, Santa, that would be like his favorite cookie right there. Ew, that sounds disgusting. I'm Just saying, a hops flavored cookie. I'm saying if it was like a chocolate chip cookie or like that <laughs> okay. flavor, that's what I'm saying. Not like, ooh, awesome. Citra and Amarillo hop cookie. Mm. But Amarillo sounds like armadillo. Who knows? Maybe we're onto something. But had a nice like dark black color. Had a nice malt aroma with a hint of coffee, but not overwhelming. It was hoppy, and it was the flavor you would expect from an IPA. But if you looked at it and you didn't know that it was an IPA, you would probably avoid it if you weren't looking for that kind of beer, which would okay. be a mistake because it packed. But the only thing with that beer, it packs a punch because at 8%. ABV, you might as well be in the middle of a pine forest drinking that one. Okay. Like Clarker as well. You know, find that perfect Christmas tree. Just go out, have some moon dog and... Under the moon? You don't need a chainsaw. You don't need a, a saw at all. You'll just... Brute strength. <laughs> Dad, so uh, powered where's up. a saw? <laughs> yeah. What was your last one, James? The Four River Brewing in South Portland, Maine. Their Timber Hitch Irish Red Ale. So this one was dark amber color, it was smooth, malty, and it had a hint of caramel and a hint of toffee, and it was just enough, and it was just great for those colder New England nights, or if you're at home and it's a little colder, great Irish red. Um, Yeah, that's all I can say about that one. It was just great. Well, I'm glad that you are enjoying it. I'm the gentleman who helped me put a lot of effort into it. So, well, that's good. I was going to give you all the credit, but I'm sh- you never take all the credit. So, I mean, it's a thought that counts. The only thing is that the box is just like utterly destroyed. Well, and I think it's it's a single use box. Well, so. yeah, of course, yeah. Like the serrated like things for each day just don't work out. Yeah, as the well. perforated things. It's good because yeah. it's a surprise every day. But I I liked your handmade. Okay, well, well. we'll see what happens next year. Just as well. Well, James. Since we mentioned Santa and cookies, my favorite thing at Christmas is cookies. That you said my favorite thing cookies is Christmas. No, my favorite thing at Christmas is cookies, and so Christmas is coming up, and that means there'll be a lot of Christmas cookies around. So I found some Christmas cookie and beer pairings for everyone to try this holiday season. So no milk for Santa this year, just beer. 
And that's a milkshake beer. Yeah. That could could happen. Like we just went to Lashu Brewing in Marlboro that we mentioned before on the podcast. And they had this awesome milkshake IPA that even like Shannon looked at me and I looked at her and we're just like, this is great. There's strawberry banana. Strawberry banana. And the first thing you said was like, I love the strawberry in this. I said I can smell the strawberry. And and I said, I "I love the banana. banana. Yeah. Jinx. Okay, so <laughs> I've got a couple of pairings just in case you guys are stumble across some cookies and want to have a little experience. Uh, so the first one is sugar cookies and a blonde ale or a pilsner. So the blonde ale offsets the butter in the cookies. So if you're looking for a good blonde ale, what would you recommend, James? Mm, I mean, like there's so many good blonde ales that – I'm going to let the uh, listeners decide on what Blondale for their region because there's just too many to mention. So, okay. But I, I like your recommendation. I agree. Like, I think a nice Pilsner, I would lean more towards the Pilsner than a Blondale just because it's a little, has more of like a crisp flavor to it. Yeah. I think with sugar cookies, especially. And I like how you mentioned like the butter because that's really interesting because. The more butter in a sugar cookie, usually the better. <laughs> so I, I, th- yeah. I think either of those choices will be good. So mm-hmm. uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, I, I guess it would pair well with butter cookies as well because once you put enough butter in sugar, sugar cookies, they just become butter cookies. But yeah, so that's the first one. The second one is gingerbread cookies and an IPA. Ooh, so the hops in the IPA complement the spices in the gingerbread. I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes yeah. makes sense because. The spices that I put in my winter ale would go really well with most of the IPAs that I drink. And it you could either go one of two ways with the IPA. You could either go with the piney, more resiny IPAs, which I think I would probably choose with the gingerbread cookie because it would balance very well. Or you could do your more like citrus, New England style IPA. But I think, I think the piney would balance better but i mean again it's all your taste buds so it's whatever you would prefer so give them both a whirl i think okay we will uh the third one is i think your dad's favorite type of cookie chocolate chip cookies and guinness so the chocolate brings out the malty notes in a guinness and you can also try it with a milk stout that's another option as well so it's kind of like milk milk and cookies milk and milk stout and cookies yeah, this is this is a hundred percent on point because I remember there was a customer in the brewery that came in and he had these gourmet chocolate chip cookies. And we at Craft Roots we had our nitro stout and we also had the black cricket porter on and uh he had just started dipping his chocolate chip cookies <laughs> into the stout and he was like this is amazing and i'm like yep definitely like it's a good stout it's a good pairing i go but the i think you should try it in the black cricket porter because the maltiness Mm. and that one i think would balance it even better and it would surprise you and he dipped it in and before you knew it he was just going to town with these cookies and the porter, <laughs> and he totally switched gears, and it was just awesome. 
And so. I know right now, um, I think Southern Tier has a good milk stout out as well as Left Hand, which is out in Colorado. I've heard good yeah. things about Left Hand milk stout. So. And I think Left Hand was also in the the advent calendar that I had that just fell short of that four. Oh, okay. Was like number five. <laughs> Uh, so the next one is thumbprint cookies. So those are the little cookies that have the kind of divot in the middle and you put a little jam inside. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? So uh, for those, a second there, I thought it was like the ones that had the Hershey kiss. No, no, no. Those are uh, peanut butter kisses. Peanut so, butter kisses? Okay. Peanut butter kisses, yes. Yeah. All so right, so the thumbprint, thumbprint is where has you jam in the middle of the literally cookie. Literally take your thumb and push it into the middle of the cookie and then add some jam. And so those can be paired with the sour, which makes sense. So the sweetness of the berries could offset the sourness of the beer. And uh, what, what is a snowball cookie? So a snowball cookie, which is the last one, uh, it is basically ground up pecans or pecans, wherever you're pecan, from in the United pecan, States. Pecans, pecans. Whatever you want to say. In fact, pecan. there was a Seinfeld episode where they like said pecans or pecans wrong. Oh, probably. Well, it just depends where you live. Some people say pecans, some people say pecans. Pecans. Uh, but basically it's pecans ground up with flour and sugar and butter. And rolled into a ball, and then it's got like that um, powdered sugar on the outside, so it's like a snowball. Uh, but those will pair well with a lager. So the nuttiness of the snowball cookie is enhanced by the lager, and the lager doesn't overpower the nuttiness, so it's kind of a nice balance. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. Yeah. So if you're interested, you should totally try that over the holidays if you want to entertain yourself with maybe your relatives. <laughs> and you've made, you make all these style cookies, right? Um, I've made them all in the past. I haven't. I didn't make them all this year, but I've made them in previous years. Yes, but this year I made a little bit less than I than I usually do. But I think my favorite, a little off topic, my favorite Christmas cookie or easiest one to make is the toffee bark, or as people call it, crack <laughs> at work. Oh God. <laughs> That's not good. Like it's essentially. Self- hey, who who's yeah. bringing you the crack? Oh, Shannon's bringing the crack at work. Oh, great. I guess I'll need to get a Basically. third job. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Essentially, I'll just be in jail. You have to support yourself. Oh God. But it's essentially just saltines, brown sugar, butter, and chocolate, and it's really good. I please, I beg you. She Shannon is not dealing crack. No, she, I'm not. I'm not. It's it's cookies. You gotta stop that coworker from using that term. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell him. <laughs> You'll tell him. Tell him real quick. Okay. The next thing I have for you today, James, because we all know how much I love history. History and Shannon. Is that my new theme song? It should be like history topics with beer with Shannon. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll have to come up with some clever name for that segment. If you have any suggestions, let us know. <laughs> I mean, no one said they don't like the history element, so I'm all... All for okay, it. Okay, well. So, let's go. Today's is about Christmas beers. Christmas beer? Christmas beers. What about Hanukkah beer? beer? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Hanukkah beer, but I could definitely look it up and see. But I've never heard of a Hanukkah beer. Maybe I could ask Adam Sandler about that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but this is Christmas beer today. Okay, we're let's, get, let's go. Or Christmas beer, as history. it was originally... Made beers for the gods. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. So Scandinavian countries are responsible for Christmas beer. So back in the 1900s, which seems like I like crazy impossible 
1900. No, sorry, no, 900. I was going to say 1900 seems oh impossible. God. Try 900s. <laughs> Sorry, the 900s. I was going to say, 1900s a little soon, but sure. <laughs> okay, the Scandinavians in the 1900s, sure. It's not like I was alive Shannon in the 1900s. Shannon with the history here. <laughs> Sorry. Even to, even to my yearly, year-to-year off standards, I was like, 1900s, this doesn't seem too old from now. Yeah. Anyways, the 900s. Okay. That's far. That was a long time ago. So the Vikings celebrated Duel, which was on December 21st, and it for the first for the celebration, they, oh, they were, celebrated Jewel, like the musical artist. Yeah, Jewel. Then. Yeah, she was like a god to them. Oh my god. Yeah. So on December twenty first, they had the celebration, and they would brew a strong ale and then offer it up to the Norse gods. Some of them were Odin and Frey. Odin and Frey. All mm-hmm. right, I know Odin. Yeah, yeah, Thor's dad. He's probably Santa. He could be. He kind of looks like him a little bit. So they would offer it up to the gods as part of their celebration. And over time, the celebration extended uh, to be more days than just the 21st. And so eventually, there were some like laws put in place in between. Then I didn't want to get into too much of the history to kind of draw it out. But um, at one point, it was actually made like a law that you had to celebrate and make beer. So You had to make <laughs> you the beer. You had to, yeah. Otherwise, Ooh. there are penalties. But I, I like that. I like that law. Yeah. So eventually immigrants from Denmark and Sweden brought the Christmas beer to North America in the 17th century, which is the 1600s, in case you're wondering. Uh, and most Scandinavian brews were commercialized, were, were not commercialized until the 19th and 20th century. So they kind of made them on their own and they didn't really sell them and get really popular until then. So the most famous, which I feel like Everyone kind of associates, and it doesn't really match the typical like, Christmas beer style, which was a strong, spicy ale, kind of like what you're working on right now. Um, but that is Stella Artois, so it is Belgian. And although it doesn't really match, like I said, with tradition, which is strong, malty Christmas beers, um, they did originally brew a special batch for a Christmas gift to the people of a town that I'm probably going to butcher the name of, Leuven, maybe? Uh, and so that special batch was the first to officially include the Stella in the name, which is means star in Latin. So it pays homage to the original occasion, and now all their bottles have the star on it. So it was kind of like a Christmas celebration beer in spirit, not necessarily in style. So that was like the technically the first official one. And there's also, um, more recently, a beer, which is called Samachlaus, maybe? Uh, it is named after the local version of Santa Claus. Uh, and it is one, was once the strongest, uh, this is in Austria, it was once the um, strongest beer in the world at 14%. And I think ABV. Sam Adams took that title over with that. Yeah, this was a couple, I mean, this was like yeah. back in the 60s or something like that, so... It was a while ago. Um, and right now it's currently made by the Eggenberg Brewery in Austria. And they do continue to brew the beer every year. Um, and it does match the description more for the traditional Christmas beer. So every year on December 6th, they brew the beer. Uh, and they maintain the original method of aging the beer for nearly a year before it's bottled for their Christmas release. And I think that this would be one of those cool things that if you know a craft beer lover out there, like a true craft beer lover, not just one that goes to a lot of breweries, enjoys it. Like 
someone that really enjoys beer that's their whole life like this would be one yeah. of those things i think that, it's hard to get it too so you oh, gotta like get on top hard. of it it's like very rare so yeah i can imagine like just the sam yeah. adams one it, you can get it out there but it's it takes a someone who really wants it to spend it's going to be a lot of money to get mm-hmm. it yeah so that was just i mean obviously there's a lot more history in between there but this is not a history podcast, so I yeah. didn't want to make it too long, but that's just a little, um, if you guys want to pull some fun facts out of there to bring to your Christmas gatherings and just, you know, feel really smart. Well, if you would like to try your own Christmas beers, I have a couple of those for you as well. If you want to go out and find some of them for whatever party you're going to. Yeah. So the first one is Great Lakes Brewing, which is in Cleveland, Ohio, and they have a Christmas ale and uh-huh. it is I've had that beer. You've had it? Okay. I've When I was in Cleveland, I don't think there were any breweries, so I would be interested to see uh, what it's like now. So it is brewed with ginger, cinnamon, and honey. So it kind of goes along with the honey beer that you had as well. My favorite Christmas beer, one of them, Trogues, mm-hmm. yes, Mad yes. Elf. I feel like a lot of people know about this one. Oh, my God. that that So this is a beer that you want to give them quick. And you want to give it before they've had other cocktails or other beers. This is a beer that you want to make sure they enjoy it because it is amazing. And this is probably one of my favorite Christmas beers of all time. And Trogues does a great job on all their brews. But Mad Elf is one of my favorites for the holidays. I'll keep that in my portfolio of knowledge. Uh, so Sierra Nevada also has a celebration ale, which I think you just had as well, right? Uh, yes, that you is did. <laughs> one of my staples. That one I don't think is a rarity in no, New England. No, definitely not a rare. But um, so this one I've I, I've had on a regular basis. It's one of my favorites, the celebration ale, and I think I mentioned it in a previous episode too. I think um, I just love the hops that they choose to use in in their beer and I think like the pine and resinous flavor, but it also has like a little bit of citrus in it really does amazing things and they don't overdo anything. And I think that's great in a beer. I think it's it. The name says it all a celebration mm-hmm. ale. I, I think that's one of their favorites and you can get the variety packs from Sierra Nevada too, which is great. So if you want to try like a variety of their styles, variety packs for gifts is one of the best things you can do, especially seasonal ones. That way they can try different things and they don't just have one of the same. So that's a recommendation I would make. Good tip. Thank you. So there's also Victory Brewing, which is in Pennsylvania as well, which I think you like. Have you had their winter cheers? I think I have, but. Victory, I love Victory yeah. Brewing, and so I'm sure I've had it on a regular basis. But So this one's a hazy wheat ale, and it uses Bavarian Weizen Ale yeast and also Citra hops. So if you're a fan of Citra hops, you should check it out. Um, I don't, I, don't, I definitely haven't had it if you haven't had it. so I'm uh, sure I have, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But Victory, I've had on mm-hmm. numerous occasions, yeah. but. And the last one is Warped Wing Brewing, which is in Dayton, Ohio. And they have, it's called Esther's Little Secret, which I just like the name of it. <laughs> Little Esther. Yeah. So their flavors change every year. So every um, 
for their Christmas ale, they do a different uh, mix of ingredients. And this year it is a scotch ale brewed with chocolate, caramel, and sea salt. Yeah. So that's probably pretty interesting. Yeah, the scotch ales and the oak-aged ales and stuff like that are really popular right now. And I think they're great beers for colder weather. Um, and they just pair really well with a lot of desserts and a lot of the foods I think that people have around this time of year too. So I think they're smart beers to make for this time and they can do well in colder weather too. So storage wise, Mm -hmm. they, they age very well. Yep. So those are the, the, uh, four that I, or five that I found that got some good reviews and people are kind of talking about this year. But if you have others that you like or want to share, feel free to send them in to us and we can give those recommendations out to everyone. And to finish up today, I have a game for you, James. Oh boy. I'm going to give you like the scenario or what happens in the commercial and you're going to tell me which beer brand it's for. Oh, I am going to nail this. There's only four, so. I bet they're all big beer brands, too, because no little brewery is going to make a thing. So, go ahead. Okay. Number one, which commercial features a palm tree lit up with Christmas lights? Is this multiple choice? No. Oh, God. Multiple choice. A palm tree lit up with Christmas lights. Yeah. All right, move to the next one. No, and you gotta go guess. It. You gotta a, a make an educated tr- guess. A lit up palm tree. Yeah, That's it. That's all a, you're giving me. There's make no an other educated guess. What is there a guy and a girl in the commercial? No, but it's is like it? a, it's like an ad that's been running for 25 years. <laughs> so now, what are you saying? Now that I don't, okay, um, a palm tree. So it's gonna be a based. Take an educated guess. It's not Corona. All right, I give up. Your your final answer is that you give up. A palm tree lit up. Yeah, that's it. That's all you're giving yeah. me. Yeah, I haven't seen it this year, so go ahead, tell me. The answer is Corona. <laughs> I told. Okay, so I said Corona. You said it's not Corona. I said Corona. So. Also, we were watching TV the other night, and it was on TV. So I said Corona. I said Corona, and you didn't. There was nothing. You said so. it's not Corona. <laughs> I'll give it to Go you. Go back to the tape. Okay. Which commercial centers around a father and son doing the dishes? Oh, God. This one's horrible. And I was just saying, this is no one does dishes and pops open a beer while they're <laughs> doing dishes and decides to, like, tell me about your life, okay? No, this never Did happens. Did I ever tell you the time about Uncle Bubba? Yeah, this never no, happens. No, dry the dishes. No. Heck no. It's Stella. Yeah, you're right. One okay. of your one of your two two drink beers or whatever it was the oldest Christmas gift of beers. Oh my okay, god! Okay, number three is a little bit tougher. I don't know if you've seen this one, but this commercial shows a man burning dinner for his for his significant other's family. So he's making dinner for her family, and because he burns the dinner, they all have to eat takeout. And they have this beer like with the takeout, and they're like. We're friends over the beer. Oh no. Take out. He burns it and all they have is the beer. No, that well they get no, he burns it in her, so they get takeout, but then they have the beer and it's like, oh, it's okay, we've got this beer. I don't think I've seen that one. Thankfully. No guesses. It's gonna be like 
No, it wouldn't be Heineken. It wouldn't be? It is it Heineken? <laughs> yes. Is it Heineken? I'm like big. It's gonna be a big beer commercial, and it's not Budweiser because they have the night commercials every single time. Okay. Well, the last one's a gimme. It has Clydesdales in it. Oh, of course, you'd end with Budweiser, <laughs> Anheuser Busch. I had to give you one you would definitely know in case you couldn't get the others. I got them all. Okay, congratulations! You got 100 percent on the test because probably the first time. You know what? Because. None of the commercial, no other brewery. There was so there was one brewery. Is going to spend money even in the other one. I thought you were going to say was Modelo, with like the origin story because that's the only people that promote their beer okay. on commercials because I was they going have to say, the money to burn on. There was one company in Detroit that put out a Christmas commercial with Santa, but I didn't think you'd know where it was, so I didn't include it. So. Okay, well, thank you, but. Good job. Four out of four. Oh, God. Okay. Any last words for 2019, James? Get somebody a home brewing kit that you think would enjoy it and brew it with them because you never know who could be the next head brewer at your favorite brewery. Okay. Words of wisdom to close out the year. Well, I was just going to say thank you to everyone who has been listening to us since March when we started. We really appreciate it. Well, like your favorite craft beers, we need you to share the experience. And by that, we mean we need Instagram followers. We need you to rate us on your podcast app, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. Good or bad, just let us know how we're doing, what segments you like, if you want to hear more from us. And you're always welcome to direct message us on our Instagram page at Double Hot Beat Podcast. Yeah, send in your stories or experiences or any feedback or anything you want to tell other listeners. And feel free to check us out on our website at www.doublehotbeatpodcast.com. And we wish you all a happy holidays and a happy, happy new year. year. And this, this has been, been Double Hot Beat. Beat. Catch, Catch you on, on the Bruce side. side.